Well, welcome back once again, my football and wrestling friends. It's the number one podcasting show in the world today. When when sports collide, football and wrestling, with your host, number nine in your programs, number one in your heart, the most recognizable voice in the podcasting world today, baby. Your friend and my friend, the hip maker, the hip breaker, Stephen Booth, baby. Sorry I'm a little late doing this when I should have had it put up yesterday, but I didn't. I uh, I was kind of busy yesterday with some stuff, but it's all good, man. I'm glad everybody's here, ready for another edition, baby. All right, I couldn't really... Uh, since I've been doing some of the teams to break down, I know I didn't do everybody's team, but uh, I'm going to, because the football season's fixing to start. So, on this show today, here's my lineup. We're going to do some college football, going to go over some of the conferences, who won them last year, who's that, who I think's going to win them this year, and I'm going to tell you they got they're returning how many returning seniors they got coming this year so with that being said baby let's get on with it just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to everybody around the world thank you thank you very much it means a lot to me man really really appreciate it but without further ado Let's kick this some bitch into first gear and let's get this uh, party started. All right. Like I said, we're going to break down the conferences. I'm going to do two every show. So here's what I'm going to do. Today we will be covering the American Athletic. Wait, the. Uh... Oh. Sorry. Where's my other. Okay, we're going to be covering the uh, American Athletic Conference, the AAC, and we'll be covering the Big 12. Let's start out with the the AAC. Last year, we had, uh, okay, now last year in the conference, you had Tulane, University of Central Florida, Cincinnati, SMU, Houston, Navy, East Carolina, Memphis, Tulsa, Temple, and South Florida. Now, this year, there will not be UCF, Cincinnati, or Houston. They are leaving to go to the Big 12, so they will not be in this conference this year. So, with what is left, you have Tulane, Navy, East Carolina, Memphis, Tulsa, Temple, and South Florida. Temple won the conference last year. I think they're going to do it again this year. Altogether, they have 13 return uh, seniors. Now, I didn't, they wouldn't tell me, because I was on the ESPN, ESPN page looking this up. 
They didn't tell me if these guys were transfers or if they've been there all four years or how many years they've been there or what. So, <clears throat> All right, I'm back. Had to stop. I had some company drop by. But, yeah, they didn't tell me how long these seniors have been there or anything. So I'm just going to go by that. Well, I think this year Tulane's probably going to win the conference again because they finished 12 and 12 and uh, two last year. And they have altogether 13 seniors returning, six on deep, uh, six on offense, six on defense, one on special teams. Then we have East Carolina, no Navy, no, I'm sorry. Then we got uh, SMU who finished. Towards the bottom of the conference last year. They ended up the year at 7-6. and six, And they have 7, no, 6. Yeah, 6 seniors on offense returning. And 11 on defense returning. And 1 on uh, special teams. So, uh, where is that? All together, they got 19 coming back now. I don't know how good they'll do this year. Maybe I think they'll do a little bit better, but I don't think they're going to finish very high. Then we have Navy. They went 4-8 and eight last year. They have 11 returning seniors on offense, 8 on defense, and 2 special teams, guys. <coughs> Which they're going to have 21 coming back. Then we have, and I think they're going to finish towards the bottom. They probably won't do that good this year. Uh, then we have East Carolina. They finished last year 8-5. and five. No, I got them finishing second in the conference this year. They have a, uh, five returning offensive line, uh, offensive guys, uh, 10 on, uh, on defense. They have. That means they got some experience on that team. They got some experience on that team. Then we have Memphis. And I think Memphis is probably going to finish third in the conference this year. Last year, they was towards the bottom. They finished, uh, like I said, seven and six. They have ten returns. Ten seniors returning on offense, seven on defense, and one special teams. You have 18 seniors coming back altogether. Then we have Tulsa, who finished five and seven. They have four returning seniors on offense, eight on defense, one on special teams. Then we have 12 all or 13 altogether. Then we have Temple, who finished three and nine towards the bottom of the conference. They'll probably finish there again this year. Um, they have four returning seniors on offense, seven on defense, one on special teams, with a total of 12 seniors coming back. Then we have South Florida, who finished 1-11, dead last. They got five returning seniors on offense, eight on defense, one on special teams with a grand total of 14. Okay, now let's get on with the Big 12. Now, I haven't seen much of the UFC, BYU, Houston, or Cincinnati because they're coming into the conference. So, 
I don't know how good they're going to really do because I didn't really keep up with these teams coming in. I've, You know, Cincinnati's all been pretty good in the past, I'd say. They've really came into the national spotlight about 10 years ago, about 12, I think. So, Houston, they're kind of off and on. You know, they're not really – last time they had a winning team, I think, was when Tom Herman was down there. That's other coaches doing all right, I guess. But you have uh, University of Central Florida coming in, too. So, NBYU. All right. We're going to start the Big 12 off with uh, TCU. They finished 13-12 and 12 last year. They finished second <coughs> in the uh, Big 12. And I got them finishing probably second again this year. If they're going to be the outlucky. If I want to be really honest... I don't know if they're going to be in the top three because they lost a lot of key players and they lost a damn good offensive coordinator in Riley. So, but we'll see how it goes. I got them finishing up second. Then last year we had uh, Kansas State who finished 10 and four and won the conference last year. I got them probably tying Tech with third this year. In the third place, we have. Seven offensive seniors returning, seven defense, seven on defense, two on special teams. So it was 16 altogether. And I didn't do the TCU. And TCU has four offensive guys returning and then eight seniors returning and two on special teams with a grand total of 14. That's what I mean. They lost a lot of key weapons on offense and some good defensive guys last year. So I got TCU finishing second. Kansas State going to tie probably with Texas Tech with third. Then we go to Texas. Longhorns. My team, baby. Who a lot of people hate, but I really don't care. They finished eight and five. They tied with Tech last year. They have four returning seniors on offense, eight on defense this year, and one on special teams with a grand total of 13. I got them winning the conference this year. Uh, there was a lot of key games that they lost real close. But I think this year was some of the more weapons they have coming back and some of the key guys coming back on defense. I think I'm not gonna they're not gonna go not they're not gonna go undefeated up probably or anything like that, but they're gonna win and they're gonna go in the Big Twelve conference this year. And this year, when we play Alabama in the second game, we will beat them. But there are some games on the schedule that have me worried. But we're not talking about schedules. so I got them finishing first. So Then we got Tech, who finished third last year, tied with Kansas State. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Tech this year finished tying third again or ended up second because they weren't too bad last year, you know. They got nine returning offensive guys, 13 on the defense, two on special teams with a total of 24. Then we had Oklahoma State Cowboys, who was on a good winning streak and just threw all everything in the barrel to beat Texas because they just had to beat Texas. And then after they threw all their cards on the table and pretty much used everything they had to beat Texas, they fucking lost every game after that. They finished seven and six last year, and they lost some guys. So I don't know how good they're gonna do this year. <laughs> but we have eleven 
returning offensive line, uh, offensive guys or seniors. Uh, seven on defense, one on special teams with a total of 23. So, I mean, they might be a little better this year, but I don't think they're going to finish in the top three for the Big 12. They might be in the top six. But... And then BYU, they finished six and seven last year. I picked, they'll probably win a couple more games, but they'll probably be just outside of the top three at the end of the year. But they have 11 returning offensive seniors, seven on defense, and one special teams with a total of 23. Or wrong one, five offensive uh, seniors coming back, one defensive guy. So they have six coming back altogether. So that means they got a lot of, uh, what do you call it, veterans on that team. Then we had Oklahoma sucks. Boomer Sooner Sooners. They finished 6-7 and seven last year. You know, this is what's so funny. Oklahoma State likes to run their fucking mouth all the time. But one thing they cannot do is never beat Oklahoma. They beat them once every 10 fucking years. Yeah. Your in-state rival. Your big brother who always smacks the fuck out of you. And last year, Oklahoma had a sucky year. They sucked. And Oklahoma State still couldn't fucking beat them. What the fuck? Anyways, Oklahoma, I finish, I think they're going to do better than 6-7. and seven, But I think there'll be another team that's like just outside the top three. But they got seven guys returning on offense that are seniors. Seven on defense. Fourteen altogether. Then we have West Virginia. I don't know if they're going to do that good this year. I see them. They went 5-7 and seven last year. They'll probably win two to three more games. Maybe. But they got four offensive seniors returning, eight on defense with a grand total of 12. Then we had a last fucking place, Iowa State. They finished four and eight. And they'll probably finish. They're going to get probably more than four wins this year. I'd say maybe six or seven. But they'll... I think they'll do a little bit better than this year, but I don't see them fucking winning a Big 12 championship. <clears throat> we got eight seniors coming back on offense, four on defense, one on special teams with a total of 13. All right, now we have UCF. They finished 9-5 last year. Uh, eight, eight seniors on offense are coming back, six on defense, Yeah, that's what I thought. Eight on offense, six on defense, and two on special teams with a grand total of 16. Now, these guys, like I said, I've only, I don't really ever sit and watch them play. I see their highlight reels on, game, on college game day and stuff and college game day finals. So, I'm not, I think they'll probably finish again 10 and 4. You know, I mean, I'll see, I mean, See how they do with the bigger colleges, how they can handle it. But, yeah, they're, they'll do pretty. I think they'll do pretty decent this year. I mean, they're not going to suck, but they're not going to be all that great, probably. Then we have Cincinnati, who finished 9-4. and four. Eight seniors are coming back on offense, seven on defense, two on the special teams, which gives us a total of 17. Same thing with them. 
I've never really sat and watched them a whole, whole lot. So I live here in the middle of Texas. We don't get a whole lot of Cincinnati games. So yeah. they're another team who's probably going to win some games and be a pretty decent team. But I don't see them coming in and winning the Big 12 championship. Then we have the University of Houston, who finished 8-5 and five last year. Uh, which is ironic because the coach that is coaching them is the ex-coach of West Virginia. And he's coaching, you know, Houston now, so he's back in the Big 12 again. But they have five returning seniors on offense, 11 on defense, one on special teams with a total of 17. Same thing with these guys. We'll see how they do playing against bigger colleges. So I don't see them coming in and just, bam, winning a championship. But they'll do all right, probably. And BYU, I don't have their stats and what they did last year. So, and BYU is another team for the Big Twelve. They're gonna come in now. That one, that one, that was one game that kind of worries me because BYU, for some reason, the past what two or three times we've played them has had our fucking number and ran the ball down our fucking throat like nothing. So that one kind of is scary. Not scary, but. It's one I'm... Mm. <coughs> All right. Next week, we will cover more conferences on college and fill you up on what's going on there. All right, brothers and sisters. Let's get some NFL shit going. But before we get to the NFL, I need to for, I almost forgot. Talk about Northwestern and their hazing shit that's been going on and all the crap they're going through right now because... Uh, some of the reports of the hazing crap, what they're doing, is fucking stupid. I mean, I, you can haze some and make them do peddly shit, but not shit that's going to fucking embarrass them and make them look like douchebags. Come on, it's 2023. Pull your head out of your ass. But they fired their head coach. The defensive head coach is now the new coach. Yeah, so it's a big old scandal up there, and uh, yeah, shit's just getting real there. A lot of shit's going to happen and all that. And then, of course, you got Tennessee. They had to uh, pay a shit ton of, well, should I say a shit ton? $8 million, I think, but that ain't probably nothing to them. For uh, uh, penalties on uh, recruiting. Because before the NIL stuff came up, you couldn't do, you know, paying the players and giving them this or giving them that. But you can now. So, I so, yeah, they didn't get banned from any bowls, but they had to pay a fucking chunk of change, baby. All right. Now I am done for sure with college. Let's get on with the uh, NFL, baby. All right. Oops, sorry. Really ain't a whole lot of big headlines with the NFL going on. Um training camps around the goddamn corner and I mean seriously today's the 17th a lot of teams are starting their stuff the 23rd through the 25th I believe but yeah the only big thing there is uh you know but the Jets gonna be uh on hard knocks this year that ought to be pretty interesting with oh Rogers you know there it is kind of fucking weird though I didn't think about this till the other day but the past two quarterbacks that um, the jet, the Green Bay had <coughs> towards the end of their careers, they both went to the Jets. Ain't that fucking ironic? Now, wouldn't it be weird as shit? 
when the he uh, Aaron Rodgers gets done with the uh, Jets, if he goes, if he goes, if he goes to, um, sorry about that, if he goes to Minnesota, that would be freaking crazy. But let's get, I'm going to go over the conferences, break them down, not break them down like totally, totally, but I'm going to do the American Football League side today, the AFC, and we'll start out with the AFC AFC East. In the AFC East, we have the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Last year, the Buffalo Bills won it. I think they're going to win it again this year. But I think uh, the Jets, they finished dead last. They're probably going to finish second. And then Miami will probably finish third. And then I think uh, New England will probably be dead last. Then we have the AFC South, which is the Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore uh, Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns. All right, Cincinnati uh, Bengals won. The Bengals won the conference last year. They was twelve and four. I think they're going to win it again. And Baltimore, right? The Ravens finished up second at ten and seven. I think they're going to do that again and finish second. Uh, and fin- uh, Pittsburgh went nine and eight and finished third. And the Cleveland Browns went seven and ten and finished third and finished fourth. I think the uh, Browns are going to finish third. Pittsburgh's probably going to be fourth. Then we have the AFC North, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans. The Jaguars won it last year with not going 9-8. I'm going to go out on a limb this year and say they'll probably repeat and do it again. Then I'm going to say... Probably Tennessee again will finish second again. And I think the Houston Texans will finish third in the conference this year. They're going to do better than 3-13 because they get they did some pretty good recruiting, I mean, drafting this year. Then we have the good old AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. I think, of course, Kansas City's going to win it again. But I think the Chargers are going to be right up their ass. They're going to be right on them in the close second. And Hmm. I don't know on this one. I bet you the Broncos will probably do better than the Raiders. The Broncos have finished third. Raiders will finish fourth. So. That's it for the NFL, and that's what I think about that. Ooh. And remember, these are just my opinions. I ain't no professional analyst. See, so ain't got to blast me and say I don't know shit about shit or something. All right? If you think you can do any better being doing this, then get your own podcast and do it your fucking self and see how good you do. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's get into some wrestling. All right. Let's start out with the WWE. 
Last week on Monday Night Raw, bacon ladies. Oh, here's my notes. <laughs> oh. All right, we had Monday Night Raw from 17. Yeah, from 17 uh, to uh, 2023. This is Monday Night Raw, baby. First, we had a tag team match with Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle versus Empire. And Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle won it. And then we had a singles match, a woman's match with Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stack. And Zoe Stack won. Then we had a singles match with Emma and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler won. Then we had a no disqualification match against The Miz and Champa. And The Miz won, which uh, I thought Champa would win that one. Then we had a tag team with Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville facing, facing Chance and Caden Carter. And the team of Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville won. Then the last match of the night was a big six-way tag team match. It was uh, Kevin Owens, Sammy uh, Zayn. Oh, it was just tag team. It wasn't no three-way. Oh, it was a three-way. Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, and Seth Rollins. I thought the match was pretty good. Wasn't bad. Then we had, they went against the Judgment Day, and the Judgment Day ended up winning because of Rhea Ripley getting the referee's Attention and distracting him, and the judgment they cheated. But that's what heels do. Yep, that wrapped up Monday Night Raw with the judgment day win. Now let's go to the NXT, which was at seven on seven eleven. Ha! At seven eleven, two thousand third, two thousand twenty-three. WWE NXT. All right, the first match was Chase University going up against Drew Gulak and uh, Charles Dempsey. And Chase University won. The second match was Cora Jade versus Kalini Jordan. And Cora Jade won. Third match was for the NXT Championship number one contenders match. Uh, Drag... Draguno against Braun Breaker and Draguno. Sorry if I'm fucking its name up. Dragon Evolve won the match, which was shocking because I thought Braun, Braun was going to win it. And we had the fourth match was Tiffany Stratton going. Ah, damn it. Going up against Ivy. Ivy Neal. And Tiffany won that one. <coughs> Where was I? Five, five, four, five. Five, you had the Tony D'Angelo's Freedom or Trail match. You had Chaining Stacks Lawrence in it versus Joey Coffey. And Chaining Stacks La Lorenzo won. Then in the uh, last match was uh, Judgment Day 
against uh, Carmelo or Judgment Day against Carmelo Hart and Trick Williams in Judgment Day 1. Now let's go to AEW. Came on on uh, 7-12-2023. And they was in Saskatchewan, Canada. All right, the first match was Commander versus Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho won. Then you had a, had a blind elimination tag team Terminator semifinals match with Orangey Cat, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allin versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. I kind of figured that um, Cassidy and Allen would win, but Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia won. Then we had another blind eliminator tag team tournament match. MJF and Adam Cole versus Brian Cage and Big Bill. And MJF and Adam Cole won. Then on the fourth match, we had the woman, the Women's Owens Hart Foundation Tournament semifinal. Ruby Solo versus Sky Blue and Ruby Soho Solo Solo Soho won. I like her. I've always liked her. She good. That girl good. The fifth match was Swerve Strickland going up against Nick Wayne, and Swerve Strickland won. And that was the last match of the night. Now, sorry if my papers are rattling around a lot. I got the air conditioner on, so if you hear a lot of background, that's it. But it's pushing all my papers around. All right, let's go to the WWE SmackDown. <laughs> Excuse me. This was 7-4-2023. The first match was the Brawling Brutes against Pretty Deadly, and Pretty Deadly won. They're really pushing these pretty pretty deadly guys. I figured that the Brawling Brutes would win, Brutes would win but they are really pushing this Pretty Deadly uh, duel. Uh, second match was Bailey versus uh, Lena, Ve Lena Vega, and Bailey won. Then in the third match, you had the WWE United States individually, or whatever. It's a WWE United States match. Butch, Butch versus Santo Escobar versus Grayson Wheeler versus AJ Styles. And Santos Escobar won. And then the last match was a women's championship match against Asuka. And Bianca Belair. And Bianca Belair won it. And Jey Uso came out and basically told Roman Reigns, I'm the head chief. And he super kicked the fuck out of Paul Heyman. That was pretty funny. I like that. God, I like that. But with Paul Heyman, though, he can still take a bump at his old roly-poly age. <clears throat> then we had AEW Rampage, which was uh, 7-14 of 2023. You had, natu you had Naturally limit Limitless going up against Daddy Magic Matt, Daddy Magic Matt Mattern, and Cool Hand Angelo Parker, and Natural limit Limits one. Then in the second match, you had Toya Varega 
who beat Izzy McQueen. Then in the third match, we had Lance Archer going up against... Where is its motherfucker? With Trent... Uh, went up against Trent uh, Bernaty and Lance Archer won. It was good to see Lance Archer... Archer... Ah! It was good to see Lance Archer back and see Jake the Snake back out there in front of the TV. I enjoyed it. Pretty good match. And the fourth and last match, which it's only an hour, so they got to have four matches. They don't have a lot of matches. Sorry if I screwed its name up. Tashita defeated, Manato defeated Mentola to wrap up the evening. Oh, I forgot a match. Then there was another women's Owen Hart Foundation tournament semifinal match with Willow Nightingale who defeated uh, Athena. Now to wrap up the wrestling week, ladies and gentlemen, we had AEW Collision, 7-15 of 2023. First match was AEW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, two out of three falls. And FTR beat the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club Gold, to retain the belts. Then we had another women's Owens Hart Foundation tournament finals match with Willow Nightingale, who defeated Ruby Soho. Mm, I wish Soho would have won it. Then the third match was the House of Black Kings of the Black Throne going up against Andra Mia Spencer and Randy Myers in the House of Black one. And the last match was the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament uh, Finals. Finals. You had Ricky Starks who defeated CM Punk. <laughs> I was surprised about that. I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking awesome, man. Good job. I like Ricky Starks. <clears throat> Even when he was with the uh, NWA, I liked watching that kid, man. He's good, talented, can talk on the mic, has a good look. So he should go far in the AEW if they use him right. So, And anyways, I don't know if you heard about it since we're talking about wrestling. There was a big old hoopla on Twitter about uh, Matt Hardy and uh, Jim Cornette and Brian Last, you know, fighting back and forth, which... I think it's bullshit to go out and attack people's fans like Matt Hardy did to say that all Jim Cornette's fans are toxic because that's bullshit. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and I listen to both of Jim Cornette's. I might not agree with everything he says, but he makes sense in a lot of stuff too. And I agree with the, what a lot he says. You know, and I'm a big AEW fan. I like the WWE. I like the uh, NWA power. There's shit sometimes on the NWA power I don't like. There's a lot of shit on the AEW sometimes I don't like. There's shit on the WWE I don't like. I'm not a fucking uh, one of these uh, tribal boys who uh, just cusses out every other organization and loves mine. I don't do that because I love the all-in-general sport of professional wrestling. But for Matt to keep chasing the hug... It was kind of pathetic how he just had to get on there and be like, give the give the Bucks and Kenny Omega their flowers. You know, and I'm sorry. 
the Bucks, I will give them this. They know how to promote themselves and get themselves up there. But, I mean, they're good, but I still say FTR is a fucking hell of a lot better than them. I wasn't too impressed when I started watching Kenny Omega. He's good, but I wouldn't consider him the best in the fucking world right now. That's just my opinion. You know, but I'm not going to sit here and fucking blow smoke up people's ass and just be like, I love them, I love them. That's cool you're friends with them, Matt. But you got to learn to realize something, Matt Hardy. Not everybody is Kenny Omega fans and Young Buck fans. And it's not because of what Jim Cornette says. There's some people that don't like Kenny Omega or the Bucks and don't listen to Jim Cornette. You know, so to sit there and attack another podcast's fan base is bullshit. You don't do that. You know, I thought that was really unprofessional of him. Kind of lost a lot of respect for him doing that. And for him to keep reaching for people to be like, like my friends, they're okay. I mean, they are good, talented wrestlers, but I'm not going to put them up there with some of the greats, greats. I mean, come on. Just because Meltzer gives him a fucking five. Like Kenny Omega. He has had more five-star matches than any other superstar in the fucking uh, history of the of wrestling. Why? Because Dave Meltzer's a fucking Kenny Omega boy. Which is bullshit. You know, you're going to sit there and tell me he's had more five-star matches than Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair. Bret Hart. You know, that's just a few off the top of my head. But, yeah, I'm going to close the show with that. Just, But I'm still going to listen to Matt Hardy. I like I like all the pod. There's not a... I like all the podcasts. I listen... <clears throat> I listen to probably 10 wrestling podcasts through the week. So, I just... I like, I like all wrestling. You know, I'm not a fucking douchebag and be like, WWE's better. No, AEW's better. It's all professional wrestling. You know, some companies pull it off better and some companies really don't. (laughs) But guys, I'm going to close it up. But I want to say thank you for listening to me all around the world. Thank you so much. And uh, if I don't see you before it rains, piss on you, man. I love you guys. We'll see you later. Have a great one. And, uh, hey, man, keep watching that wrestling and football, too, baby. Well, all right, you later, guys. Be good.